You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Let's jump right into the show. This week, we're going to get our conversation started with the NFL, and we are going to start with the worst team ever created the Dallas Cowboys now we know that earlier this season Dak Prescott suffered um, a major injury season ending injury and um, we all had questions about what that injury would do for his future as far as um, his contract Um, we know that he was in a whole bunch of contract negotiations they couldn't come to a deal he wanted like 800 million dollars like we all know the backstory So this week, Jerry Jones, you know, the very trustworthy Jerry Jones said that Dak Prescott remains part of the team's long-term plans despite the injury he sustained. So the question to the guys today is based on this assurance, and I'm using air quotes, based on this assurance by Jerry Jones, should Dak go ahead and sign a long-term contract with Dallas? No. Here's why. One, he's going to be at his lowest lowest value. I mean, you come up with an injury, you're betting on yourself. So I would do a short-term deal, unless he knows, like, yo, I'm never going to be the same. I think he should he should he, he should he should rob the they should rob the Cowboys. He's not going to be the same. But if he feels he can be the same player, I would better myself. I mean, he got he got that he got that that franchise money already this year from betting on himself. So I would bet on myself again. And two, owners are not to be trusted. If Jerry Jones thought you were valuable, he would have already had his big contract. Go where you want it. That's what I say. Get your money, black man. Get your money. Dion, do you want me to answer as a Giants fan or you want me to answer as a, my opinion over this, uh, the matter? Well, we all know that um, your status as a Giants fan elevates you above everything else. So I want to hear as a Giants fan. No, don't sign him. That's uh, that Dakota, go west, go someplace else. Because the only thing the only thing that the Cowboys have is you. It's you. They don't deserve you. Jerry Jones do not respect you. Leave. Go west, go someplace else where they appreciate the value you bring to the team, where they appreciate every single thing you have done in the past. All right? Bounce. Because that is the only thing is giving us the Giants trouble. Nobody else. The Cowboys are trash. But respectfully, that do a, could do a Cousins. What Cousins done? Signed two franchise tag. I think the next one will give him over $35 million. And then... The third one, he goes to another team and signs for a longer deal, so he'll get more money up front. That'd be the smart financial thing to do. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I disagree with Phil, uh, the Giants fan. Um, I definitely think Dak. I think he won. He he won this so far. I think him doing what he did in the past uh, has worked out for him. But I also think because of that injury, he has to be smart and take that money. Don't gamble on yourself no more because you try to gamble on yourself and it bit you to behind. But but the good thing about it is they added a NFL's caliber quarterback and uh, Andy Dalton, and he still couldn't get the job done. So that makes you more valuable. 
So don't play around with it no more, Dak. Derry Jones gonna offer you a, some, a gang of money, and undeservingly so because you're really you're really a, a slight bit better than average, a slight bit better than average. So Facts. take your money, get your bag, and enjoy your life, Dakota. So I'm I'm torn, but I'm leaning more towards Kelvin's thinking on this. I don't trust anything Jerry Jones say. Like he can tell me the sky is blue and I'm gonna still get up out my house and go outside and look up. Like I don't yeah. trust anything he says. But at the same time, I think Dak has to look at his circumstances, right? He had a major injury. He wasn't able to secure the bag that he wanted prior to that. And so on some level, I feel like he has to acquiesce some. Like he can't just walk into rooms, knock over tables and be like, give me $45 million a year. And I think that that's just realistic, right? Is not even knocking his talent, which I do agree is, is just above, you know, above average. And I think what has benefited him this season, you saw how the Cowboys were, I mean, they were still taking L's, like <laughs> don't get it twisted, but Dak was throwing over 400 yards. I mean, he had some stellar performances. And as soon as he left, everything went downhill. So I do think he has that equity where he can bring bargaining chips to the table. But I don't think he has free reign to go up and, and just demand a whole bunch of money from any and everybody because his name is Dak. Exactly. And he, has, he must learn from... That guy in Philadelphia, Wentz. Mm -hmm. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Wentz, if Wentz was in Dak's predicament right now, he would be without a bag going forward. But because we saw him to this long-term long deal, now he has financial security. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it might not work out. So Dak, you got to look around at other situations and understand you're fortunate to be able to put in this situation right now. So go get your money, man. Go get your money. That's right. That's right. And and Jerry Jones, as much as I hate him, I think he's gonna offer him a sizable bag. Like yeah. I, I don't think That's we're true. gonna we're gonna be scoffing at the offer. And so Dak just needs to kind of keep his composure and you know be realistic about expectations. And I think I think he'll be fine. I think he's gonna get a lot of money. Number two, to be fair. Jerry Jones doesn't need to invest in a quarterback. He needs to invest in a defense. His defense is an atrocity. I mean, mm -hmm. I think right now, me and Kevin go out there and put up 20 points on them. Yeah. Mm, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. All right. Let us um, transition on. So there are about four games left in the season. And it seems like this NFL season just kind of flew by. It's like a blip in my mind. Um, and so we are right for the conversation as to who we think will be season MVP. So based on the performances through 12 weeks, who do you guys think um, should get the nod for MVP this year? I, I don't want to toot my horn or anything like that. But uh, back then when we first did this, everybody was calling out my man, Russell Wilson. And I said, my homeboy, you better still watch out for my homeboy, Patrick Mahomes. So I still feel, I still feel that Pat Mahomes, this is his to lose right now. I think Russell Westbrook, I mean, <laughs> Russell Wilson, I feel like he, <laughs> I feel like he, uh, 
you know, he got caught up. Uh, he got caught up with Matt Cav and Lockett, man, and he just start, you know, just chilling. And my homeboy in big in big red over there, Andy Reid, been holding it down. So I'm still going with my pick, Patrick Mahomes. So I mean, okay. Patrick Mahomes is like to me is like the the obvious pick, right? I mean, he he. Hold on, hold on. You said Russell, bro. No, 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 no. Don't talk about no, obvious. No, I, I didn't say Russell. You was one, you were saying Russell. I, no, Russell, no, no, no. I did not say Russell. Talking about obvious. No, 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 no. <laughs> pull the tape. Let's I pull the tape, Phil. Pull the tape, Alan. <laughs> um. <laughs> Half a million dollar man. But here's the thing. I would pick for MVP to be an outlier, Aaron Rodgers. To me, Aaron Rodgers would yes. be more impressive than anybody else. Hello. I mean, Evan, preach it. Okay. So, um, obviously, Patrick Mahomes has the stats. He has the numbers. I mean, he's, he's, my, he's my fantasy starting quarterback. Um, he's dominant right now. Like, he's, he's, he's gotten to the point right now where you don't even pay attention when he puts a big numbers. It's kind of like, oh, that's what he does. But uh, Aaron Rodgers, to me, has done something spectacular. Mm-hmm. Top, uh, they are top-tier seed in the NFC. And he's done it, regardless of who his wide receiver is, they got a broken leg, they got a concussion, whatever. So Aaron Rodgers for me. But obviously, I think it's going to – I think it's going to land – on Patrick Mahomes, but my pick would be Aaron Rodgers. That bad man, Aaron Rodgers, right now he's thrown for 3,395 yards with 36 touchdowns with only four interceptions with a completion rate 68.9, which is higher, uh, a percentage higher because Mahomes got 68.3 than Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers is dealing with less players. Name one wide receiver on the on the Green Bay. Okay, you can't. Devontae Adams. Can. No, Devontae Adams. He, he's on. He cannot be on your fantasy league. Devontae Adams. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right, right. Regardless, most people don't know. And Aaron Rodgers threw to the first time Aaron Rodgers threw to a uh, first round pick wide receiver was last week. Literally, quote me on that. Aaron Rodgers basically is doing more with less. Patrick Mahomes have a gambit. Of receiver gambit of 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 offensive weapons Damn he could throw to Damn. the cheetah, right? He's a first, first round pick. No, but he's oh, quickest okay. guy in the NFL. Right. He's right. but what do it, Calvin? He's quicker than Tyreek Hill. Tyre Hill. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, no, yeah, Tyreek Hill. The cheetah. I don't think anyone is as faster than Tyreek Hill. I didn't say nothing about being fast. What I but, said, I'm was, saying, but I'm going off your point. You said my point is that pick. you said a first round wide receiver. And I'm they got a, who's their running back? Bell. Who's their who's their tight end? Fox. Who's the tight end? Catch okay, a thousand man. yards. A tight end. I give you that. Right? I'll give you that. Okay. <laughs> who's their how many receivers? They have they have a gamut of he's doing. He has so much more than Aaron Rodgers has, and and MVP is the most valuable player. If you take in even Carson Wentz. Right and put them on Green Bay. They may not be eleven and one, but they still be they still be um have a winning record. And I think they it, it, they'll have much more success than if you've taken. Imagine if you took Aaron Rodgers and put him in Philadelphia. What will happen? You take Aaron Rodgers. He takes less and do more. So Aaron Rodgers is my MVP. I'd rather have. My I own. mean Carson Wentz. I, I mean, you had me at Carson Wentz and success. Like, I don't even see how to correlate those two things. Ah, uh, um, here you go. 
He but... was the backup. He was the backup in the Super Bowl. So, right. He was an injured reserve in the Super Bowl. What are you talking about? He wasn't the backup in the Super Bowl. <laughs> talking about his MVP season, right? Before he got injured. That's the one y'all talking about. Okay. So I have to agree. I got to give the nod to Aaron. Um, I agree with what Phil said. I feel like he's doing so much more with so much less. And um, I don't know, like Pat Mahomes, I, I guess if there's like a make America great again, if that's somehow involved in the tallying, then Pat is a sure win. Um, but Aaron is just a bad man. Like I can go and be one of the wide receivers and probably get a hundred yards off of Aaron Rodgers right now. Like this is how good he is. It's like, I don't care who's out there. It's, you know what I'm saying? He's going to get the job done. So Pat Mahomes is the easy choice. He's the safe choice. Um, he's the choice for most Republicans. Um, but I'm going to go with Aaron. See, that's what I, that's what I, that's what I, that's what I don't like, man. That's the problem right here. I'm going to let y'all, I'm going to let y'all be great. But my man, my man, Patrick Mahomes is getting LeBron James treatment. And it's so sad, man. We just, expect, we just expect this man to be so great every year, man. He's 11-1 right now. Same, over 3,000 yards passing. What, 30-something picks, the 30-something touchdowns, the two interceptions. Like, he's playing out of his mind, too, with only one loss. But we know, you know, whatever, he's supposed to do that. Aaron Rodgers, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he don't have nothing. He got, a, all, he got a, a Pro Bowl running back, Pro Bowl receiver, one of the best in the league. But we just say he don't have nothing. But here's the thing, Mahomes is getting to the status of MJ and LeBron when it's like, yeah, get the MVP to someone else. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's not fair. Let's just go by us. Let's just give him what he get, what he deserved. Well, well, think about it. Even when you look at, I mean, talking about the MJ reference, there were years where they just stopped giving it to him. Like he should have won more. But right, right. right. Like I, I get what you're saying. And how much MVPs does Pat have? League, it, just one, one right? One? One? one. Okay, okay. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be upset by any means if he gets it. The numbers are there. The numbers are solid. Like I can't, I can't argue against the numbers. But what I'm saying is, Aaron Rodgers, man, like he, Aaron impresses me every single season he is so solid and i feel like he's a bit underrated and i don't like that yeah i i, I mean at the end of the day i flip a coin on those two but just mm -hmm. because i said it earlier i want Mahomes to win but i i i definitely agree with all y'all points too yeah now uh, addressing the earlier tapes i was definitely on the russell wilson train and kelvin was like oh anything could happen give it a couple of weeks so he done jits my boy <laughs> uh, so he's not even in the conversation right now. So I will admit I was on the Wilson train and now I am way off of it. It is what it is. Especially after he lost to the foreskins. Oh, wait. <laughs> football team, bro. The football team. My bad. I got the F word wrong. They right. are the what? WTF team. That's what I call them. <laughs> I refuse to call them anything else. Um, all right, let's transition on Cam Newton. So Cam Newton is on um, the Patriots. And we, as you know, as a podcast, we had a lot of high expectations. We wanted him to do really well. We wanted him to excel. Um, and this season has shown us something a little different. 
Um, so based on Cam's um, lackluster performance this season, um, do you think that his days are slowly coming to a close? Are the lights dimming? Is he done? Or, or are we going to see like a spurt um, uh, that re reignites in him? So I'm going to say he's not done. The man was doing so well the first few games until he got hit with COVID. And then he talks about some of the complications he had with COVID. And also you have to remember New England, nine people, like eight, nine people, starters did not participate this year. Once again, it looked like the, the, the Carolina Panthers team, you know, barely having anything to really work forward with. And we expect uh, Belichick to take, you know, a paper knife and make it a, a, a lightsaber and cut through the whole division. But it's, it's, it's going to be hard for him. First time in the system, was doing well, COVID hit him. So I'll give another year, you know, and see what happens to him. Hopefully they bring him back and most of the starters return and they have a full camp, and I think he'll progress. So I don't think Cam is, is done. MVP is not done, just came up for injury. So I think he's going he's gonna to bounce back. I just think he's done at New England, um, which, which might translate to him being done for his career. Uh, I just feel like you can't, put that, you can't put that alpha dog on a leash like that. And I feel like uh, uh, Bill Belichick has leashed Cam hasn't allowed him to be who he is. Um, and because of that, he looks terrible, man. I mean, let's let's just call a spade a spade. This dude threw five touchdowns this year with 10 interceptions. Um, that's terrible. There's no getting around it. I love Cam. I love Superman. I love the energy he brings to the NFL. But, but call a spade a spade. He's been playing, he's been playing bad football. They're not winning any games. Uh, I think he even might may have got benched last week because uh, I didn't see him finish the game. So is he done? Well, I, I would like to say he's done for New England, and he might get a shot somewhere else. Um, so we'll see. But I, I'll say not quite done. I mean, to, be, to be fair to Cam, to be fair to Cam, Bill Belichick is a shrewd businessman. Like, the way he picks his talent, he's like, yo, it's, it's capitalism 101. Just get, get the bare minimum, strip it. Like, name, name a good wide receiver he has on his team. Crickets, crickets. Exactly. I'm not Phil. <laughs> Devonta Adams. Like he doesn't. He does. He has nothing. Like so. And Cam is not a special arm talent. I mean, he can throw the ball. He has great power. But sometimes he needs some touch. I mean, Allen can tell you down here in Carolina, man. Sometimes he threw the ball like he threw it through your body. You know what I'm saying? So, um, the team, the team, the team he has isn't a team that he can carry you know and you know cam cam is built like a linebacker but everyone knows if you play the league long enough if you get enough hits eventually you're going to break down so that running thing all he was doing was running he wasn't impressing with his arms so he has he has to you know put him in a good situation and Cam can still win but he's not a, he's he's not aaron Rodgers. he's, he's not a talent elevator I thought you said before you started this, you was going to be fair to Cam. It sounded like you just bashed him more, bro. Word. Well, oh, I, like that. I gave context. I gave context to a struggle. You, know you said you're going to be fair, for, fair to him. You don't sound like you were fair to him. <laughs> I, was, I was very fair to him. I'm saying he's a good quarterback. Mm -hmm. He has a skill set, but he's not a guy that's going to go out there on a bad offense and make the offense win. Right. That's my right. only point. 
I agree. And, and you did say he ain't had no receiver help, so you did. I'll take it back. I agree. Um, Cam, look, that boy just playing bad, period. Um, man, he's done. He's done. And maybe I'm biased because when he was hearing in Carolina, like even when he had that amazing season, I was like hating on him. Um, and I really wanted him to do well, but like, there's just no gas there. I don't know if his passion is there. And we all know in athletics, it's more about physical talent, right? Your mind, everything has to be in tune. And I just don't see it being there. And so, um, I don't know, like, I want him to do well, but uh, I really, really don't know really don't know. Kelvin, you brought up an interesting point about him being done in New England. And I think this ties into a couple of episodes down the road where we're going to talk about what this does to New England's legacy as far as Bill, Tom Brady. I think all of this is an interesting um, kind of conversation to have. So Definitely. stay tuned, listeners. We'll be coming back to this New England topic um, in a couple of weeks. Unless transition now to basketball and the first thing I want to talk about the hottest thing this week Paul George signing a max contract with the LA Clippers five years 226 million dollars what's most impressive about this contract is that he's guaranteed 223 million dollars like, who was his attorney? Because that attorney deserves a raise, okay? Hmm. We can't forget that this is the same Paul George that really showed up in the playoffs. The same guy that was throwing shots off of the backboard. The same guy that was absent for, like, whole series in the bubble. And so my question for the guys... Boss move, soft move. How do you feel about this contract? I mean, for wait, wait, boss move or soft move for who? Boss move for the Clippers. The Clippers? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, man, that's that's a soft move. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, here's my thing. Paul George isn't a superstar. Like, like, how do you how do you sign your not best player to a long term deal? And your best players only committed for one year. We've hmm. seen pandemic P in the playoffs. No disrespect. He's not. His game doesn't elevate in the postseason like Hall of Fame and, 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 and superstar talents do. He, he either regresses or he, he, he turns into average. So I would not have tied myself to, to Paul George unless I was I knew Kawhi Leonard was guaranteed to stay. Kawhi could be anywhere next year. And more likely won't be with the Clippers. Yeah. <clears throat> crazy, crazy right there. It's a lot of things. I feel a lot of different ways about this one. Um, for one, I feel like they must have a great mental health person on deck that, that they feel uh, maybe had to get through Paul George. Um, so, you know, you invest that type of money in them. Um, and then you talk about the whole chemistry issue that they had with the organization. 
we know with the with the uh, reports made about him and Kawhi getting special treatment. This contract doesn't help that situation out. You know, why am I rewarding somebody that has failed, uh, number one, and we don't have chemistry because of their attitude and the way they act um, as privileged, as a privileged person on the roster, and they haven't justified this money. So I feel like you're making the situation worse um, in the locker room, you know, by just giving him, rewarding him this type of money with him doing nothing. And I feel like to me, this is kind of Tobias Harris for me, um, where Tobias got that max deal from us. And I don't think he deserved that much money anyway. So I think you should have, I think the contract is, is too heavy uh, for him and the quality player he is. And I think the Lakers, I think the Clippers lost with this one. Unless, unless he would have to show me he can get over the hump with the things that I mentioned before I reward him with that type of money. And because he hasn't shown that, that bread is not coming. But they do stupid stuff. They did it traditionally, so I'm not surprised. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to wrap it up. Poor George got free money for, for lowering, not even lowering, his expectations was never met. It was like a review, year in review. He got a one out of five and he got a super bonus. I'm not faulting Paul George. He did what was best for him and his family. Clipper organizations should have, <laughs> they, they should have looked back at his history and he has never performed in the playoff. Clippers, bad move, Paul George, get your money. You want to know what's funny about this contract? So earlier in the week, prior to him signing this, he made a statement that he wants to play long-term with the Clippers. Or I think he may have even said something along the lines of maybe he want to retire there. And um, Dame Lillard called him Al Capone for capping, lying. Because yes. we, we all know Paul George <laughs> is not loyal to anybody. He wasn't loyal to Indiana. He wasn't loyal to Doc Rivers' daughter. I mean, we already know how all of this stuff go. And a part of me feels like he only signed this to be like, you see, Dane, I meant what I said. <laughs> like, I, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, yeah, this, this, I mean, the Clipper, like what, what did see in him that, the whole world didn't see to give him this kind of contract. And here, 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 here it is, right? Here it is, right? Are you ready for this? What? The Clippers and Paul George are the same people in the organization. <laughs> They're the, the, the ugly little sister. You hit it. <laughs> they are always making the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. They are an abomination of desolation. They're cursed. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, I mean, he's pretty much a team mascot. He's the franchise. He's the face of the organization. He is what the Clippers represent. Failure. But, but can, can, I, can I can I be nice to Paul George, though? I, no. I'll be honest. <laughs> just let me, just let me. I think Paul George is a phenomenal talent. I really do. I think he can handle the ball. He can pass the ball. He can shoot the ball. But I, I feel like his failure is his mental block. You know what I'm saying? He can never put it together. And and what happens is scouts, they 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 primarily judge attributes, you know, what a player can do. You know what I'm saying? And he he checks off the boxes, but they do not put enough emphasis on that mental piece. 
And mm. I think that's the reason why he can get over on that type of contract because they look at everything that he can do. If he was just watching him work out and him in practice, his size, his length, and all his ability, you like, you like, you like it all. Like, man, we got something special. But can he put this all together? He can't. And that's where you can fall short on. You can just overvalue the talent and the potential that the talent has, but you don't you don't put enough emphasis on the mental aspect. And that's why I think they fell short in the scouting department. Yeah, I agree. And and I just think, and then I know it's different eras, so we're not going to compare numbers to numbers, but I see the number two guy on the Clippers and Paul George getting $226 million, and Scottie Pippen made, what, $20 million over his career? Now, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little, but it's like, what? Like, it just, it just seems crazy to me. Like, it is so off the wall. I just don't even understand. And I'm curious to see, I haven't done the research, but with giving him this kind of contract, what, what do they have left to really offer Kawhi? If Kawhi was considering something long-term, like- What's Kawhi deal right now? What's his deal? I'm not, I'm not even sure what his numbers he's are. He's a free agent, I believe, at the end of the season. Oh yeah, he's a higher gun anyway, so yeah. He's probably yeah. out. He might join yeah. LeBron. <laughs> what, but and and that's interesting, and that's something we got to talk about in the future. Like, what kind of money you think Kawhi is going to get on the market? Yes, yeah, that's, that's a good. That'd be a good topic. Yeah. Kawhi is a mercenary for me. He's a hired gun. This boy has he no really loyalty. is. <laughs> he has no loyalty. He really is. Like he'll come, he'll get it done, and go home, and and you won't even hear about it. He won't say a word, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, all right. Well, that's our show for today. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.